This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. We are on a series this month on, uh, on the subject of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, uh, you know, and when I ministered the first message, I talked about the, you know, the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit really should be our best friend. Amen. Amen. And the Holy Spirit um, is here to help us and guide us into all truth. Amen. And uh, we we talked about the Holy Spirit and and we need to learn to um, fellowship with God through the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so we've, we, we found this out that most people that, that have Jesus in their life, they know about the Heavenly Father. And uh, because God is our Father, Jesus talked about God being His Father. And, and we as Christians, we've been adopted into the family. So we have, you know, a new Heavenly Father, glory to God. We have relationship with God Almighty through the blood of Jesus. And then we know Jesus is our Savior. Amen? Amen. And we can relate to worshiping Jesus and giving Him honor and glory. But a lot of people, you know, when it comes to the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, they are not too sure, too sure how to relate. And we know that God is, is you know, His essence. He's Trinity. Father, uh, Father God, Father Son, and Father Holy Spirit. Three in one. And so we know the Holy Spirit is God as well. And um, so it's one God in three persons. And so we're talking about this month about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit works in a believer's life, not only in a believer's life, but the Holy Spirit works in the lives of even those that don't know Christ, uh, revealing truth in people's hearts that they need Jesus. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit is constantly working. And I love it when the Holy Spirit reveals and the Holy Spirit's job is to reveal truth to us of the word of God. Amen. And, you know, the more truth you receive, the more freedom you're going to walk in. Can I say that again? The more truth you receive, the more freedom you're going to walk in. Amen. And the more the blessings of God you're going to walk in. And and so we're talking today, this morning, about the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the meaning, meaning of Pentecost. And let's look at Acts 19. We looked at this scripture a couple weeks back, but it's worth looking at again. This is... Uh, the uh, Apostle Paul, and he, this is actually about 20 years after the event uh, of, the, um, of the book of Acts when the Holy Spirit came into the church and filled the 120 in the upper room. And it says here in Acts 19, 1 and 2, it says, As it happened with Apollos was in Corinth, that Paul had passed through the upper re- regions, came to Ephesus, finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? <coughs> and they said to him, We have not so much have heard that there was a Holy Spirit. And so uh, these were believers that were baptized of the baptism of John. They, they were baptized. And, um, and it was interesting that Paul, you know, he's been walking with the Lord for a long time. One of the first questions he asked these people that were saved, they, they, they got baptized in John's baptism, so they were Baptists. Okay, we won't we'll go there. But, um, and, um, and so, they, so Paul asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? 
And, you know, I think a lot of the church, they, they understand about, you know, baptism. They understand about water baptism. But I think most of the church doesn't understand about being baptized in the Holy Spirit and, um, and really being baptized in, in the power of the Holy Spirit so, you, so we can do a, a, a job for Christ down here. Amen. And I'm going to say this, that God doesn't want us walking this Christian life in the natural. He wants us walking this Christian life in the supernatural. In other words, God wants to put his super on our natural. Amen. And, you know, we're dealing with so many things as Christians. You know, it's good to have a little bit of super on the natural in everyday life. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I need a little super every once in a while. Amen. Sometimes the coffee doesn't get me there. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes just, you know, thank God for coffee. Thank God for caffeine. But I, I need the power of the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of me, but not only residing on the inside of me, overflowing me with His power. Amen? And so Jesus, you know, He talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit in all the Gospels, it has been mentioned. And um, we know that Jesus, uh, when He was uh, went to the cross and then He was resurrected, the Bible actually records in Acts that Jesus walked around and he was, uh, before he ascended to heaven on high, uh, for 40 days he was, he was in the flesh ministering uh, to his disciples and he ministered and revealed himself to over 500 people. Amen. And so Jesus did that, but Jesus actually um, uh, said to his disciples, and we're going to look at that in Acts, he said to his disciples, do not go do not leave, you know, Jerusalem until you are empowered with the Spirit of God. And so Jesus gave them a command, gave his disciples a command that they needed to be empowered before they went out to reach people for Christ. And I'm going to say this. We need the power of God. Amen. We need the power of God working in our lives. Amen. And, you know, it, it, we can't just have just um, just teaching all the time. We need the power. Amen. We need to be plugged in yes. to God. Amen. And the Holy Spirit wants to empower his man. Yes. Amen. And so we're talking about Pentecost. And um, this, this actually when when God poured out his spirit, this is in Acts 2. In the upper room where the disciples were were, uh, were were waiting upon, they didn't know what to expect. But when the disciples came, the Holy Spirit came and came upon all the disciples and, and 120 people in the upper room. And they were filled with power. And uh, the Bible said they actually spoke with other tongues. And so this is powerful. And... Um, you know, uh, the, the day of Pentecost, you know, Pentecost is an interesting word. Um, it, it was actually a Jewish holiday. And uh, Penta uh, is actually uh, meaning five and cost meaning to the tenth power. So Pentecost actually means 50. And so, and so actually the Holy Spirit poured out the Spirit of God on the day of Pentecost, which was a Jewish holiday. And a lot of people don't realize this or even knew, even know this unless you're Jewish. Pentecost was a day where the Jewish people celebrated like how we celebrate, you know, uh, our holidays. It was a special holiday where they celebrated that uh, when Moses gave the law in the Old Testament. And remember that Moses went up on the mountain and he got the Ten Commandments. 
And he, you know, and God wrote the Ten Commandments on stone. And remember when Moses, he was up there and he went to get the law and uh, down at the bottom, I don't know if anybody ever watched uh, the Ten Commandments on TV, but you know, the people got a little restless and they started partying, partying. Amen. And then they, they, they made a, uh, a calf and they started worshiping a, a golden calf while Moses was up getting the law. And, you know, and when he came down, of course, you know, what happened was Moses saw this, you know, the, the spirit of the Lord told Moses that, that the people were going array. And, and so what happened that day was that uh, the, the Bible records that the people that sinned that day, 3000 people died that day when the law was given. And, uh, you know, uh, you know that the Bible actually says it's a letter that killeth, but the spirit gives life. And so if we're trying to live this life just by the letter of the law, if we're trying to live this life just by just the scriptures and memorizing the scriptures, we're going to we're going to fail. Amen. But we need to live this life by the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about God invading our lives today. I'm talking about allowing God to come in and invade the areas of our life that, that need to be invaded. Amen. I'm talking about allowing God to come in and fill us with the fullness of himself. And this is interesting that um, when, when the day of Pentecost came and that's when the Holy Spirit came into the church and filled the people. And they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Bible said that that they were endued with power from on high. And it was interesting that Peter got changed. Now, we know that Peter denied Christ three times. If you weren't aware of that, Peter denied Christ three times uh, when when he when when Christ was taken into custody and he denied Christ knowing him three times and he, he cowered down under pressure. But, you know, the Holy Spirit got a hold of Peter that day and he wasn't timid anymore. He was bold. And I want to say this, what the church really need, because I really believe that the enemy has cowered the church down and we walk in too much fear as the body of Christ. And we really need to get some boldness. We really need the boldness of the Holy Spirit operating through our lives. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, Peter received the power of the Holy Spirit that gave that turned him into another man. In other words, turned him into being a bold person. And the Bible said he preached to a multitude of people that day. And the Bible records that 3000 people were saved in that preaching under the power of the Holy Spirit. He became a different man. And I'm going to say this to you today. Maybe you might be a little timid. Maybe you, you're, you're, you're a little timid in talking to your neighbors about Christ. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to fill you, you won't be timid any longer. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In other words, you won't lack any boldness because you have the power of God backing you up. Do you believe that today? Yes, amen. And so the power of God will back you up. Praise God. And, and so, so we see that, that 3,000 people were saved. And, um, you know, also, you know, it's interesting that, that in the book of Acts, in Acts 2, uh, the people that received the baptism of the Holy Spirit started speaking in other languages. 
under the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says they spoke in dialects that the crowds of people could understand. And what they were speaking out was they were speaking out the praises of God. And they were speaking out the goodness of God. And they were speaking out all, all, all of the goodness and the blessings of God. And these people were hearing the people praise God in their dialect. And so they were exalting God. And this, this parallels to a story in Genesis chapter 11 where it's called the Tower of Babel. You may not have ever heard this story before, but the Tower of Babel was was a, a tower that the people were building. These were ungodly people, and they were building a tower to reach to to reach to heaven. And the Bible actually said they were building a tower to make a name for themselves. Amen. Listen, we can't be trying to make a name for us. We need to make a name for Jesus. Amen. And they were out there trying to build a tower, and they were in unity, and they had all one language. And God saw this and came down and saw that they were in unity. It was nothing they couldn't do. You know, nothing was beyond the scope of what they wanted to do because they were in unity and they had all one language. And God saw that the the power of unity. And so God, you know, uh, changed their languages and and changed languages. And that's the day that. All languages were changed and they and they could not understand each other. And that's where where it's called the it's called, uh, you know, the Tower of Babel, because uh, to to each other, they were babbling. In other words, they didn't understand each other because God changed their language. And so so there was different languages that was changed in the people. And so that caused the people to break up and not build that tower. But it's interesting that when 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 God you know, uh, came in and came into the church. It wasn't really men trying to build a tower to heaven. It was heaven coming down to man. Have you thought about that? It was heaven coming down to invade men instead of men trying to invade heaven. And it was the power of God coming down to invade man. And so when man was uh, received the power of the Holy Spirit, naturally he didn't try to exalt himself. He exalted God. And when we have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, working on the inside of us, it it should not... you know, constitute us in, 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 in lifting ourselves up, but it should constitute in us lifting Jesus up. Yes. Can I get an amen in, yes. uh, in the house today? Yes. And so we see the parallels of Babel and the parallels uh, of the church being established. And we also see that, that you know, in, in, when, when Moses gave the law, we, we see that 3,000 people died. But we, again, when the Holy Spirit came down, 3,000 people gave their lives to the Lord and they, had eter- had, they, they received eternal life. Amen. And so we see this, that that really, uh, as a Christian, you're not under the law anymore. You're under grace. And so really, this is called the age of grace. In other words, thank God, you know, we have grace and we have time to repent and to get right with God. Amen. Amen. And so here in Acts, let's look at Acts 1, 4 and 5. <coughs> He's speaking to his disciples. 
And he's, he says to him, and being assembled together with him, this is Jesus, this is right before he was going to ascend to heaven. He commanded them, notice this, it says, he commanded them, this is Acts 1, 4, and 5, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then he says this in, in Acts 1.8. Let's drop down to Acts 1.8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so I'm going to say this. The reason why we need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, because we need the power. Amen. We need power. Yes. I need the power of God oh, working in my life. Yes. Because, you know, there is a devil out here, yes. believe it or not. Mm. And his job title is to steal, kill, and to destroy. Amen. Amen. But I thank God that Jesus said he came, that Jesus came, that, he, that Jesus came so that we may have life and have it what? More abundantly. Yes. So God doesn't want our walk to be dry. Amen. He doesn't want our walk with him to be just so-so. No, he wants us to be filled yes. with the Spirit of God yes. every day. Yes. Amen. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? We need to be Spirit-filled Christians. Hallelujah. And, I'm and I find that when I'm filled with the Spirit of God, I'm praising God more. I'm glorifying God more. Yes. I'm thanking God more. Yes. Amen. Yes. Uh, in other words, I'm walking in the Spirit of God. Amen. Yes. You can tell when somebody's walking in the Spirit. Amen. They're walking in love. They're walking in peace. Yes. They're walking in joy. Yes. They're walking in patience. Yes. You can tell people that are that, you know, Christians that are walking in the flesh. How can you tell? They're mean as the devil. That's how you can tell when Christians are walking in the flesh. They don't look like Christians. They're mean. They're mean people. Amen. And you need the Holy Spirit in your life to be nice. Can I get a witness in the house today? Because some of us need to be a little nicer. Some of us look like we've been sucking on dill pickle all our lives. Amen. Glory to God. So we need the power of God to be working in our lives on a daily basis. John 14, 12. And a lot of people don't realize this, that Jesus really, he, he, Jesus was really revealing to his disciples as well as us, because we're his disciples on how to walk under the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus walked in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus just didn't do the talk. He walked the walk. And he had miracles backing his talk. And so really, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us walking in his power. He wants us actually, it says in John 14, 12, the Gospel of John 14, 12. It says, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, this is Jesus speaking, the works that I do... He will do also, and greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. So Jesus was saying, you know, we, I don't know if you ever read the Gospels. When you read the Gospels, you see that Jesus did all these miracles. He walked on water. He changed water to wine. He, he opened blind eyes. He healed the sick. He, he raised the dead. 
And see, and he's saying here that most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Amen. In other words, Jesus is in heaven right now. And Jesus is healing people through the body of Christ. And so if the body's going to do, if the body's going to walk in miracles, it's not the head, it's the body. And it's us that's going to have to do the miracles. It's it's by our hands, by by praying for people. It's by us doing the miracles. Amen. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so look at this in, in Mark 16, 15 and 18. Jesus also spoke this before he was ascended into heaven. And I'm going to say this, that this is a sideline. Once Jesus received his glorified body, and he was raised from the dead. He did not do any miracles. Amen. If there's no recording of after he was raised from the dead, that he performed a miracle. Now, he did walk through walls, and he, and he did things like that. I can say that was a miracle, and he did, you know, uh, appear to different people. He was translated and appeared to different people, but he did not do any healing miracles. He didn't do any Why? Because it's not his job anymore. In other words, it's his job to pray for us. It's our job to walk in the miracle power of God. Do you believe that today? Yes. Amen. And so it says here uh, in Mark 16, 15, and he said to them, this is Jesus, go into all the world and preach the gospel or the good news to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. Boy, it's quiet in this Methodist church today. In other words, God is expecting us, when we're praying for for people, some people might have problems with demons. Not in America, Pastor. Maybe over there in some of those godless countries. Now, there's probably more devils in America, but they're a little bit more sophisticated. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Devil, there's devils around. Amen. You know, it, when, when you see, when you watch, just watch the news. Yo, just watch, and you get, and you get, and you hear about these people doing these crazy things. Yeah. Where do you think they're getting influenced by? They're not yeah. when they start doing these crazy things, running over people in a car, yeah. doing different stuff like that. What what's influencing them to do that? The devil. The devil. Amen. Yes, the devil is alive. He may not be too well, but he's alive on planet Earth. Amen. Yeah. And he's working. He's working through evil people to do evil things. Amen. And so, again, we have to have that power. And so, so, so Jesus said, in my name, you will have the power to cast out demons. You know, when I thought about that, I thought about the Apostle Paul and uh, him and Silas was brought into a, a city and they were preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there was this lady that was following uh, Paul and Silas around saying, and she and she actually had a spirit that that was on her that w- that enabled her to to tell fortunes and to to give fortunes and and so she was saying these people are they come you know they are serving the Most High God and and she kept walking around telling everybody that these people serve the Most High God. Well, you know she was getting it right. But who wants a demon-possessed lady to promote your ministry? Think about that. 
Who wants somebody that's, you know, that, you know, think about that. And she was, she was under the influence of a wrong spirit. And, and the Bible actually said that it was, it was around the third or fourth day, Paul, you know, got to a point where, where the spirit of the Lord came upon Paul and Paul commanded that spirit that was in her to leave her. Amen. And the anointing and the power of God was on Paul and he cast that devil out. And there might be some people coming against you, Christians, and you might need to, you know, take authority. Now, you may not want to go up there and say, I'm going to cast the devil out of you, (laughs) but you might want to pray and command that spirit that's harassing you through them to leave you alone. Amen. You might need to break the power of Satan off that person yes. because a lot of times they're under the influence. Yes. Amen. Some people say, you know, DUI, you know, drinking under the influence. Some people are living under the influence of demonic spirits. Yes. Amen. That's why there's so many people acting crazy today. Yes. Amen. Normally people are pretty decent. It's devils that are sick. Amen. And they get into decent people and the people become indecent. I know this is a strong message this morning, but we got to understand that, that there, we are in a fight. Amen. There, we're in a spiritual warfare. Yes, yes. I mean, every day we got to get up and put our armor on yes. because the devil yes. has, yes. Has, yes. Has, has you in his sights. And he's definitely after the Christian that's not filled with the Holy Spirit amen. because he's going to try to knock you down. Thank you for that. Amen. Amen. And it says in my name, you will cast out. You just need to submit yourself to God, resist the devil. And the Bible says he has to flee. And then notice here the second thing that Jesus said that they will speak with new tongues. This is supernatural. And this he was actually saying that in my name, you will cast out demons and you will speak with new tongues. And that's not saying that. That you are going to clean up your language and stop cussing. That, as some theologians will try to explain away. No, it's talking about the power of the Holy Spirit operating through you to speak in a heavenly language. Amen. And you can speak in that heavenly language. Yes, amen. And this as they will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will not by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on a sick and they will recover. So we see that there's there's powerful things that Jesus commissioned the church and say, I'm the church. I'm the church. And so Jesus commissioned the church. What did he commission the church to do? He commissioned the church to undo the works of the evil one. And what are the works of the evil one? It's it's what the enemy puts on people, sickness, depression, oppression it's it that's the works of the evil one and in first john 3 8 uh in the second verse it says for this purpose the son of god was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil and so jesus when he came in he came and he was empowered by the holy spirit a lot of people think that he did his miracles by his divinity that he, by his ability, because he was God, and he came down, and so he operated as God on the earth. No, he operated as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit. 
That's how Jesus operated. You know, you know the you you, you hear movies. You know, uh, I think there was one movie, The Young Messiah, or something, talking about Jesus. I didn't see that movie. Anybody see that movie about Jesus being a boy? And uh, I think it talks about him doing miracles and all that. Jesus never did a miracle until he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Until he was, uh, until he went to the uh, uh, to John to be baptized, and the Bible says that the Spirit of God came upon Jesus. Of course, we know that Jesus went through the wilderness, and he came out in the power of the Spirit. Amen. Can I get an amen there? Amen. Hallelujah. And in Luke four eighteen was one of Jesus's favorite sermons. Uh, his first sermon, actually. And Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is in Luke 4, 18, 19. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery sight to the blind, set liberty to those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. <coughs> so we see here, Jesus said that, that the spirit of the Lord was upon him. And I'm going to say this, the Spirit of the Lord wants to be upon each and every one of us. Amen. And the same ministry Jesus had when he walked down on this earth, we have the same ministry. God. We have the same, by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why, again, quoting Jesus, Jesus said, the works that I do, you will do, and greater works. Amen. Why would he make a statement if he didn't expect us as Christians to walk in the greater works? Yes, what we tend to do is dumb down the gospel. Yes. What we tend to do is dumb down the power of God. What, what theologians will try to do is they will dumb down that, that God's power is not... All you have to do is theologically understand the, 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 the kingdom of God and you'll be fine. No, you need the power. Amen. You just don't need more theology. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? You don't need more learning. You, you need more doing. Yes, amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? In Acts 10.38, I'm just going to prove my point that Jesus did not walk in just the power of God by his own divinity. He laid down his power, but the Holy Spirit was working with him. And in Acts 10.38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. And I'm going to say this. You need the power of God to minister to people. Amen. Amen. I thank God for the power of God Amen. on my life. I thank God that, yes. that, I, that I am baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen. And you may say, well, what does that mean? Well, I was baptized. In other words, the, the gift, the heavenly language came upon me. And I was able to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave utterance. Yes. Amen. And I remember that, you know, I, I got saved in a what, what you would call a Pentecostal or a charismatic church. And um, and, and, and it seemed like everybody was able, they had the gift of speaking in tongues. Amen. And I remember I got saved and I heard people speaking in tongues. And I thought to myself, I want that gift. Praise God. I don't want something that other Christians have, amen, and that I don't have. And I, and, and I remember that both my brothers got saved before I did, and both of them had the gift of, the, of speaking in other tongues. And I thought to myself, they can't have something that I don't want, that I, that I need, you know, they can't have something that 
Uh, what am I saying that I don't have? <laughs> In other words, I'm saying, God, you gave it to them. You got to give me the, you know, you got to give me the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? And I was like, you know, I was two, three weeks in my salvation seeking God. Anybody out there seeking God for the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And I was seeking God and it wasn't coming easy for me. And, you know, I, and some people seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In other words, being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I remember that I was at church one night and they had this prayer room and I was praying, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. And, and thank God my brother George was there and uh, he, he actually helped me and prayed for me to help me receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit in that prayer room. And I, what it was, was my head was getting in the way. Does your head ever get in the way with God? Yes. Do you ever just, you're thinking way too much? Yes. You know, and you're trying to make something happen when God wants to give you something and you're trying to make it happen. Amen. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And so when I when I relaxed in that prayer room and my brother George said, you know, you just need to learn to relax. Just start worshiping God. And I start worshiping God. And I was like, when is it going to come? When is it going to come? You know, (laughs) what's going to happen? What's going to happen? You know. And, you know, and, and, and then all of a sudden I felt the Holy Spirit. And, you know, Jesus talks about this. He said that rivers of water, he said, we'll be like rivers of water, uh, and, and that the Holy Spirit is like rivers of water uh, coming out to eternal life. And um, and I felt this these butterflies on the inside of me and I felt right here. And I remember that it felt like it was rising up, like 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 a river was rising up and it wasn't coming out of my head. It was coming out right here. The Bible, you know, right here. This is where your spirit's located right there. And it was coming right up. And all my all of a sudden my tongue, my, my lips started quivering. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I just sensed the, this power of God on me. And all of a sudden, and then I spoke. Amen. You know, the Holy Spirit's not going to make you speak. Amen. God's not going to put you in an arm lock. You're going to have to speak. And I spoke. And all of a sudden, I spoke out these words. And they were like, you know, real fast. And i like, praise God, I got it. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, I remember when I received, it was just a few words, you know, it was just, you know, a few baby, I, I call it baby talk tongues. And it was, you know, just a few words that I received. I remember my friend received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and he was praying out like in this angelic language. And I just felt like I got the short end of the stick. <laughs> He had this melodic, and he was like, "Woo, man!" I mean, it, it sounded a little bit of it sounded a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of French. You know, it sounded really nice. And I said, "How come he got the good good language? I got this little baby talk language, Robo Robo." <laughs> Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? I was a little kind of bothered by it. He kind of laughed at my language. Look at that language you got. But guess what? I'm pastoring, and I don't even know if he's serving the Lord today. Why? Because I kept at it. Listen, when you get filled with the bat, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you got to keep praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. A lot of people get see. A lot of people don't understand this. That you know, and I'm going to I may go over this next week, but man, my time is running out. But but you know, people get mixed up the the gifts of the Holy Spirit to be used in operation in assembly. The gift of of the, it's called diversity of tongues. That's different than the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's tongues that's designed for your edification and for your prayer language. So it's, it's a different type of tongue. 
So really, when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's your baptism tongue. But then there's a different type of tongue that, that God will move on you to speak out. And that's a tongue called a diversity of tongue. And that's where another person, you may even have the gift to interpret that tongue and to give out a, a, a interpretation of a word from God from his throne room. Amen. Amen. And so, and that's how that works. So somebody may have a tongue. And I remember that, that the first time I, now I've, I had a diversity of tongue one time and uh, I know I'm going off, off my notes here, but I was in a, in a, in a meeting. Uh, it was a, a small little group Bible study at a home Bible study. And we were worshiping the Lord. They had a guitar and we were worshiping the Lord. And all of a sudden the anointing came on me and I spoke out this tongue under the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, it was different than me praying in the Holy Ghost because that's under my power. See, once you get the gift of the Holy Spirit, you have the power to pray in the Holy Spirit anytime you will. But to, un- to operate under the gift of the Holy Spirit for an assembly of believers to edify the body, you have to wait on the Holy Spirit to come upon you. You Amen. can't manufacture that. Amen. It's by the Holy Spirit wills. Yes. Amen. But once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can pray in the Holy Spirit as you will. And the Bible says you actually build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Yes. So it's, it's, you know, because Paul actually talks about that in, 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 um, in Corinthians chapter 14. He talks about he prays in the spirit and he prays in his understanding. He, he, he sings in the spirit and he sings in his understanding. And, he's, and, he's, and the subject is I. He does that. But, so, so it's once you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you need to continue to pray in the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the Bible says that you build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so we see it's a gift. Amen. Uh, In Ephesians 2, 8, it says this, that uh, by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works. So our salvation is a gift. Receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, uh, the edifying language is a gift. Walking in the gifts of the Spirit is a gift by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so he says here, so when we receive Christ as a gift, and it says here, uh, it is a gift of God, not a works that anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. So God saves us and he fills us to do what? To do good works. It says here, for we are his workmanship, say I'm his workmanship, created in Christ, Jesus, for good works. And then it says, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. So we're saved to do good works. Amen. And I'm going to say this, that our good works is more than just us doing a good deed for somebody. Our good works is more than just us helping an old lady across the street. Our good works is more than just us buying somebody dinner that that has a need. Our good, a lot of people, that's good works. And I'm not trying to discount those kind of works. but, But Jesus said this, that his good works was his miracles. Jesus uh, said in, t- in John ten thirty two. Jesus answered the Pharisees and he said this, many good works I have shown you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? They wanted to stone Jesus because he called God his father. And Jesus was calling what he did, the miracles he did, good works. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And we're called to do good works. Amen. 
I'm trying to back up what I'm saying here is that God wants us walking in the miracle power of God every day in our lives. And yes, you know, I thank God that thank God I have the, the power and the anointing of God on me. And thank God when I pray for people and we call people to come up in prayer and some people have terminal, have cancer, have diseases. And I've prayed for people and the power of God, thank God I give him all the glory, has moved upon me and helped other people. And sometimes the power of God will move through me, touch somebody else and they will fall under the power of God. It's not my power. It's God's power. I'm a vessel. And I'm going to say this. You can be a vessel of God. God wants to use you in a mighty way. Believe it or not. And he doesn't want you. Yes, he wants you helping the little old lady across the street. Yes, he wants you giving a dollar to maybe the the person that's down and out. But really, he wants you setting people free. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And so he wants to empower us to set people free. Glory to God. And I'm telling you, there are three baptisms. And I'm telling you, I'm going to shut this thing. I'm going to have to preach the rest of this next week. (laughs) My Lord Jesus. But, you know, I got so much information here that before before we finish this series, you're going to know... That the power of the Holy Spirit is here for us to walk in and for us to speak in the unknown language. And really that power is not just for us alone. It's for the world. In other words, God's creating superheroes in the body of Christ. And we're all called to be a superhero, setting the captives free of whatever bondage. And we need the power of God because Satan is holding people in captivity, keeping people bound up. And you need the Holy Spirit, not only for yourself to set you free from the bondages of the evil one, but you need the power of the Holy Spirit to set your friends and your family free from the bondages of the enemy on their lives. Do you believe that today? And I believe if you want, listen, if you want to be empowered with the Holy Spirit, it's easy. After this service, say, come on down, I'll pray for you. Because the Bible talks about Believers lay hands on on the people that want the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they receive. Amen. And you can receive this power too. glory to God. But see, the only but there is a requirement before you can receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And you got to be saved. You got to have Jesus in your heart. You got to receive the first gift and that's the gift of eternal life. You have to ask Jesus to come in your heart. That is the prerequisite. Of receiving the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And if you and once you're saved, then you're a candidate. Some people say, well, I gotta get back, I gotta live my life a little better. No, it's the Holy Spirit that helps you live your life a little better. You just need more of God to live your life a little better. That's why you're so wretched right now. Amen. (laughs) Because you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit. Boy, I didn't get I didn't get two amens there. Because you don't have the power of the Holy Spirit helping you. It's the Holy Spirit that will clean up your tongue. It's the Holy Spirit that will help you walk right. It's the Holy. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? It's the Holy Spirit that will that will help you to set somebody free. We just need the power 
of the Holy Spirit and walk in it on a day-to-day basis. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today and we thank you for your goodness, for your mercy, and for your love. And I thank you, Father God. Oh, I know, Holy Spirit, you're in this place today. And that you are convicting those that need you, Holy Spirit, that needs Jesus in their lives. And perhaps you're here this morning and you're, you're, you know you need to get Jesus in your life. You, you never made a proclamation of your faith. You never received Christ. And you know you need to do that today. And maybe you're even watching online. You know you need to do that today. Or maybe you have Christ, but, but you have walked away and veered off. And you know you just need to rededicate your life to the Lord. Well, I want you to pray this prayer and mean in your heart. Take the first step and the first step in receiving the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's receiving Christ. Say this to me. Uh, say this after me and mean this in your heart. Just say, dear God, I believe Jesus you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. You paid my sin debt. And I receive you today as my Lord and as my Savior. I'm turning my back on sin and darkness. And I'm turning fully to you, Father God. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.